You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Read about one revival in the history of the world where first there were found the children of God stoking the flame. When did the Holy Spirit enter the picture? And what did he find when he entered? He found people gathered in the upper room in pursuit and intercession of what Jesus had said would be next. So when he says they will know you by your pursuit of me, your pursuit of him is going to look a little different than just the routine of a pursuit of him, right? Are we, are we on page with that? You guys understand what I'm saying with that? It has to look different. There is a personal cost in this. And the most precious thing that we as Americans hold on to is our time and our convenience. If it's inconvenient, I don't want it. And I'm right there with you. If it's inconvenient, count me out. We, we can get into a rut in this. We get, you know, it's like, hey, let's go see our friends that live in Lubbock. But it's like, but we could stay home and not do that. And that would be nice. Right? And so we'll let relationships fade away for the sake of convenience. Or maybe, hey, let's, I'm not going to sit next to that person. Uh, they're going through a bunch of stuff I read about on Facebook. I really don't want to, I'm going to sit over here. Right? We, we, as Americans, have allowed, and because I can only speak to the reality of the nation I live in, but we have allowed as Christians, we have adopted the world around us in their pursuit of convenience and holding on to time. But Christ says, but through Paul, he says that our time is but a mist, a vapor, And it also says to make best use of your time because your days are filled with evil. There's evil filled in each and every day. And your life is but a mist. You cannot afford to waste that time for a pursuit of convenience that will not last into the kingdom of heaven. Nothing of Jesus' walk was convenient. I love... The, the show, The Chosen, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's free. You download the app. It's on your phone. You can watch it for free. Do it. There's no excuse not to watch it. Do it. But there was not a single part where it looked like Jesus was living in convenience. Everything he did was inconvenient. I hate, down to my bones, camping. I hate it. I don't care that's not a very manly thing to say. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. I've got a bed at home. It's nice and it's warm. Why would I go sleep on the floor where there's animals? Last time I went camping, I woke up with a lizard on my chest and said, this is a sign from God. I'm not doing this again. This is dumb. It's cold. I got animals crawling on me. I don't want it. I don't like it. Jesus never had a home. That was his life everywhere he went. Man, and and those disciples, I love it. With, with Peter, he had a home and a wife in this series. And he's camping out 
walking long ways in the heat. He knows a place of convenience. Probably a lot of the times a place he would rather be with his wife at home. But inconvenience allowed him to see some amazing things, right? So they will know you are mine by your pursuit of me. And then he said this, and this is big. He said, I will show you deeper things, depths of my heart not yet seen. Imagine that. To be a, a, the group of people that get to discover a brand new part of the Father's heart that has not yet been discovered. Imagine the reality of that and what that would look like to discover that part of his heart and then exist here on this earth, having known about him what we know about him now. So, and he asks, he said, this, this must be your response. You know, I, I've been listening to this song, this song I want to know you is the title of it. Uh, I, I've been listening to that since I became pastor. It's one of the first songs that popped up when I was prepping one of my first sermons uh, as head pastor, and I've listened to it basically every week since. I can't get away from it, but now I understand why. Because our response is to be simply, it must be on our heart, not only yes and amen, but I want to know you. You, God, are my one desire. That has to be reflected in our heart. And in that place, when that is reflected in our heart, we will be marked for all the world to see. We will be marked. And so I asked, what would a world look like with a people whose hearts are completely overtaken by the presence of God? We are being told today in this moment to keep pushing because the Lord is saying that he has removed all boundaries in our pursuit of him. There is nothing in the way. Any boundary that we thought would exist, he has removed it, that we could pursue him and that we could be marked in our pursuit of him. And I can't answer this question, but I need, I need us to reflect on it. Why does he need to mark us now? I would ask you to to reflect on that question and then ask yourself, can you afford to not do as he is revealing now? Because he speaks everything in perfect timing and he has said that he has desired for us to be marked by our pursuit of him. And that has to be for a reason. And like I said, this is, this is not a sermon. I'm just, I am just simply telling you what the Lord has told me in my intercession over you. This is what he has spoken over this body, over this house, over my family, over your family. And he brought me to 1 Corinthians 2. And we're going to read a lot. This is a, this is a whole lot. We're reading 1 Corinthians 2 through 3. Um. And so, but I would ask that you follow along because in this you'll find our, our responses, who, what type of people we're choosing to be, or the options that we have before us. 
1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. And, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power so that your faith might not rest on the, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor heart of man imagine, what God has prepared for those who love him. Can we just reflect on that truth for a second? Everything that he's brought us through. In Think about how crazy 2020 was. But I'm telling you, I was reflecting on 2020 with my family. My parents started a ministry focused on deliverance. And they are now walking broken couples through deliverance as a living. That happened in 2020. I got to take over as head pastor of a place I said I would never live. And I'm saying now, Lord, don't let me ever leave. I've got my baby sister who's pregnant with a baby. Woot! We know it. It's awesome. We're going to find out the gender in a week. I'm ready. But I get to lead in ministry with my baby sister. I'm telling you beyond my wildest dreams, I never would have imagined that in sundown Texas. These are things that just happened in our family. Everybody has gone through seriously difficult circumstances. But at the same time, there has been insane and overwhelming blessing. And so I would ask you again, now that he has asked you to just simply pursue him like you've never pursued him before, to give your life to him completely, that he could mark you. Is this statement not true? Recognizing what he's done in the last year, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor heart of man imagine, what God has prepared for those who love him. I believe that in a different way now. Because I've experienced that in a different way now. Verse 10, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I pray that there is not a person in here that falls in that category. The spiritual person judges all things, but it is himself to be judged by no one. 
For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Verse 1 of chapter 3. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? Does that sound familiar? We've got a split because of two men. Who cares? That's a, that's a human matter. And we are not of this world. We're in this world. We're not of this world. We're in this world. Don't allow us to be consumed by what affects the world. Verse 5, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted Apollos, watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one of us has done. If the work that has that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy. And you are that temple. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So let no one boast in men, for in all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. And you are Christ's, and Christ is God. Now I would pray that that would be the reality, that we would be those that walk around this world recognizing the truth and walking as such that we are God's temple and his spirit dwells in us. What a sight 
to see those that fully believe and fully receive that we are his temple and that his spirit dwells in us so again I'll say he has said to us I will mark you and you will be known as mine by your pursuit of me and so in that in that reality in that word he has spoken to us I would ask us to worship. I asked Jay to call an audible in the worship and just sing this song that we've sung a bunch. Waiting here for you. We know this song well. But I would ask, oh, I would beg of you to engage with the Lord, to pursue him like you never have starting right now, waiting here for him. With our hands lifted high, singing praise, pursuing the depths of his heart, that he has yet to reveal to man. Because imagine that, I want my kids to know about God what no one else has ever known about God. I want their ceiling, or my, their ground floor, my ceiling, to be in a brand new place that is yet to be discovered. I want there to be a generation of people that begin their pursuit of God in a brand new place that the world has yet to see. Because we, the children of God, were obedient in our pursuit of Him. Pioneering the heart of God. So, I would ask you uh, in just a second to stand. Tim, if you want to come up, we'll do a, we're going to pray over the offering. We'll send it back. Uh, you can give online if you'd rather do that. Um, we're going to pray over that. And then as that, uh, as, I, as I finish praying, please just stand and begin your pursuit of God completely and fully and totally uh, relentless in your pursuit of him. Lord, we just, we just thank you for this day. We thank you that we can be back together again after a brief period off. Um, we thank you that even in that time you were speaking truth and might and power. Lord, you asked us before this year began are you all in? And then if our answer is yes, you have said, then let me mark you. Pursue me like you've never pursued me that I would mark you. But Lord, I pray that in this room you would find a group of people that are all in. Lord, I pray that those that are listening at home, you would find them in their homes all in. We want to be marked by you. We have been marked with this Holy Spirit, but we don't want there to be any question when we leave this building. We don't want there to be any question when somebody sees us who we belong to. So Lord, we sing and we praise completely, relentlessly pursuing you and Lord, we will wait here for you, for your guidance, for your direction, for your heart to reveal itself to us. We will wait here for you. We love you. We thank you. You are good. And you are worthy of praise. Worthy of all that we have to give. Lord, we pray over this offering in this new year. 
We pray that you would bless this house and what you have us pursuing. Lord, we know you're not done with us yet, so we can rest easy in that. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.